Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 278. My name is Jason Robertson. I'm one of your co-hosts here. I'm also the owner of Outdoor Legacy. And as always, I've got my other co-host here, uh, the man with the uh, title that I think he gave himself, executive Uh producer of the podcast, the Late Night Vision Show. Mr. Hans, what's going on tonight? Well, everybody has their official title and everybody has the title of what they think they deserve. So, I mean, you know, why not just give yourself, (laughs) if you have the ability to, you know, you and I were kind of going over the show schedules from, from now until the end of the year, you were looking at flights to shot show. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It is crazy to think that we have to start thinking about shot show, but we really do. You know, shot show is the industry uh, sports and hunting show that goes on at the end of January every year where we, as you know, we meet with uh, manufacturers at their booth, uh, get to see all the new optics usually in hand uh, or learn about some new stuff. But we were kind of planning out the show schedule for now and the end of the year. And the first thing you said is, wow, I can't believe this is, you're actually taking the time to do this because I'm probably the worst procrastinator ever when it comes to getting stuff done. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I came up with the schedule and man, we have a lot, to talk about so, between now and then. I mean, a lot of shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I'm looking at this schedule here. We basically have maybe eight open episodes mm-hmm. that that are thing. And to be honest, I say open. Uh, we've well, actually, there's maybe seven. We already know what a few of those are going to be. He didn't put them on this list. And uh, after that. We have all the way through February pre-planned, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately, it's nice to know what you're going <laughs> to yeah. do, but it's it's also, it doesn't leave you any room for when, yeah. you know, a, a manufacturer says, hey, surprise, we've got a new optic or something's yeah. coming out or whatever. And you're like, oh, we, man, we got to, what are we going to do here? We had so, a couple yeah. of those last year. We kind of had to squeeze in. We're like, oh, we got to do this review. And we got to, so I think, you know, this is all could change depending on, like Jason said, something comes out, but we do and plan on doing interviews um, with manufacturer representatives. I think that was a good thing last year. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, I'd like to do it the way we did last year where it all came out on day one. I think that was, you know, all the episodes or or all the interviews came Mm -hmm. out on the same day, the first day of shot show, which I think this year is, it starts on the 23rd. I do believe because my wife's birthday's the 25th. That's a Thursday. So I know it starts Tuesday. So January twenty third, yeah, is when it's so. What we that did is. last, yeah, what we did last year was we did all the manufacturer interviews uh, that went live on day one of the shot show, and and that was kind of cool, you know, is yep. being able to have everybody have these. I think it was five episodes or five shows, and people were just like, you could see the numbers going up all day of views. Okay, they'd hit this one, and then they'd go to this one, and it was kind of cool to see which manufacturers were getting the the more views and. And all that, but that's uh, I really like that format. But I'll tell you, it is a lot of work <laughs> to oh, get that done. Well, let me tell you something that that Hans isn't even talking about here. He's he's in to January. Mm-hmm. I'm looking here, guys. Uh, late November, uh, starting around Thanksgiving, yeah. and all of December and part of January is uh, the best of series. Right. And that's something we've been doing for several years here uh, on the podcast is uh, we end the year with the best of, what we think that the best uh, optics, our personal favorites in all the categories. It gets extremely hard. Every <laughs> single year it gets harder. Uh, this year, 
I have no idea how we're going to do it. There's yeah. there's way too many optics. I, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to continue uh, on with this in some some it way. Does. We're going to do it. It does seem like and that those categories grow in number every year. It seems like we're do. adding shows. But yeah, you're right. You think about all the optics now. You've got 640 scopes hovering around the same price as 384 scopes. I mean, hmm. it, it's, you got some 640s cheaper than 384. Yeah, yeah. some cheaper. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Now we've got so a, many we've got a what we didn't have last year. We've got a an Iway Iray 1280 resolution scope that's you know mm-hmm. way up there in, in price compared to some of the others. And so, what do you do with that one? I don't. There's just a lot of questions coming up with our best of shows, but. We're going to bring it to you the best way that we possibly can, I promise you. But we do still we do still have some uh, reviews, Jason, that are lingering out there that we're going to get to at some point very soon. Uh, you know, we got the Bolt TL, iRay Bolt TL35 uh, version 2 that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're finishing up with our our video montage of that kind of stuff uh, right now. We've well, already done the TH50. Um, so we've already done that review. You've got some other we're, things. We're waiting kind of... on the Pulsar Telos to come. The Telos, yeah. Telos and the Telos LRF. So what did they say on that? There's, September? Did they there's say still September optics out there to come. Yeah. Did yeah. They, they say September on the Telos? Is that when it's projected? Uh, kind of, maybe? That's, that's cross your fingers. <laughs> cross maybe. your fingers. Nobody wants to say. Best so, case scenario. To, <laughs> yeah, best case scenario. So we'll we'll see. Don't know. Hey, let's jump into this show. We've got a, we've got a good topic today. This is something that... Uh, that that Hans has come up with, and and I like it. Um, it's it's a it's a good, it, it it's something that that you know we have have struggled with and had to try to find uh, the right mix of, and we know we hear it from from people on the phone. So Hans, talk yeah. to him about what we're gonna discuss today. Yeah, you know this is gonna be just a a mash of different things, but we are talking about balancing life and work with. Uh, with what our passion is, and that's night hunting. And, I, you know, I, I kind of want to start out by just saying that, Jason, that you and I path into this business in this industry uh, came about in a little bit different ways. And it kind of just uh, came to a, a, a point where we joined, I joined together, but our paths into it might have been a little bit different uh, with your background in the industry and my background in doing nothing related to this at all uh but except, it's kind of except hunting except busted, hunting, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, on the business side hogs every night except yeah. the business side wasn't really into this at all but i what i one thing i do know uh night hunting is great for people that don't like sleep <laughs> and i'll just say <laughs> it, it is and there's a lot of you out there but I, you know when i first started I, i'm trying to think back so 2016 is when i got serious into producing content, producing hunts. Um, when did you officially like go into the business? What year was that? Yeah. I know it's been 10 years. 2013. Yeah. 2013 2013 is when we went in. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, 2014 is when we were, uh, by 2014, it was, uh, it was not intentionally selling night vision. Yeah. 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 And we, Uh, I know you've told the story before with your, with your dad and really starting the outdoor company. Um, yeah, by 14, uh, we were selling, uh, by far, almost everything was, was night vision right. scopes. It wasn't even really thermal at that time, to be honest with you. We were selling night vision scopes. Yep. So since then, two two or three years before that, selling night vision scopes, I know when I came on uh, and started doing this in 2016 is really, I mean, it's kind of when the Pulsar Trail 
uh, really just kind of started and hit yeah, the market. Yeah, that was 17. That's yeah. exactly right. And that really, 17. that really changed the industry completely. And we've talked about that mm -hmm. in the past. But, you know, 2016, I'm thinking back in how I, balancing um, my life <laughs> with being a dad and being obviously a husband and, and having a career and doing something, a hobby that I was completely addicted to. And there's a lot of you that call out there and like, man, I'm addicted. I've done it once. I'm addicted. I, I got to see through my first <laughs> night vision scope or my first thermal scope, and I can't get enough. And I'm going to tell you all, that addiction is real. Uh, I know people that uh, personally that are that, that do that. I mean, they are out working hard all day, every day, and all they can think about is going out and hunting at night. And it is, it's a fun, addicting hobby. And the, the, the key is how, how do we balance that and, and how – did you and I balance that, especially in the beginning? Because I know when I started in 2016, it wasn't how do I get into this business? How do I uh, start a career out of this? It was really showing there were really, you know, looking back, there were really only a few people that were producing hunting content at that time when you and I were really just starting to do it as well, putting videos on YouTube. I remember your very first video, Jason, that I saw on on uh, YouTube was uh, Small Hog Lives Matter. Uh, and it was just you. That was way back. Y'all need to go back because this is still on YouTube, y'all. Oh, you need God. to go to the Outdoor Legacy oh, Gear YouTube channel and search for Small Hog Lives Matter. And that was the first introduction I got to. And I thought, you know, it was at the time when something else was going on by a similar name. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the play <laughs> off that. <laughs> And uh, so that was an I was an off the off the cuff, off the cuff, late at night. But it was uh, yeah. satire. But yeah. it was a great. It was you standing by, you know, your your side by side with a hog back there, and it was not a big hog. <laughs> it was a small. No, and, and you know, it was kind of a play on a bunch of different things, and that was the entertainment of it. Was um, it's not always about going out and say you shot a 300 pound hog, or it's not about yeah going out and with a, a pile full of hogs, you know, it's going out mm -hmm. and, and taking care of, of your property, which, which you were doing really sometimes one small hog at a time. And that was the I'm, great part. I'm, I'm kind of laughing. I'm thinking about some of that. Video oh, now. It's I mean, that was so, it was so unplanned. It yeah. was literally just a, I, it was like, Oh my gosh. I got, I got an idea. I got to do this. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm cracking myself up now thinking about if you, some of that. Yeah. Cause that was so, I kept a straight face. Through you the did. Too. You did great. Cause I, knowing yeah. you, you know, you, um, it, from delivering so much information about scopes, you're a very formatted person. Your videos are formatted very, you know, to do something like that off the cuff. I, it was funny. It was I mean, and yeah, that's right. you've been able to do something like small hog lives matter, but we, you know, me getting into this in 2016, it was about, uh, you know, and may have, you may have heard the story. My father-in-law coming to me and saying, "Hey, hogs are tearing up all of our places. Need you. To, you're a young man. You need to go shoot them." So that was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And many of y'all may not know this, but my wife reminds everybody she did buy me my very first thermal scope, and uh, she will not let anybody forgive it because it's her <laughs> way of saying that she got me started in this business. I guess she can That's say right. that. Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, I had a I would say a regular nine to five job. I was uh, outside sales, outside salesman. I was traveling all around. I was driving all around the state of Texas. I was driving or flying to other parts of the country, usually on a monthly basis. 
And so it was a struggle. You know, I would tell my normal day uh, back then, and I'll tell you a little bit about what it is now, but I would obviously I'd wake up at six o'clock in the morning. We'd get the kids ready. We'd get them out the door. You know, wife would take them to school. Uh, and then I was working my regular nine to five job. And, and it was funny as during that time when you and I connected, I, I was, how many times were you and I talking every day while I was, Oh yeah. Several oh, times a day. Several. It, yeah. it was a different time. You know, it was, you know, what was that 16, 17 back in 17, the phones weren't ringing like they are now. I, <laughs> I was, I thought I was busy. You I had you no busy. idea. I was You're like, busy. Oh man, I got another call. I got to go. And then yeah, and I, I call you back and we talk for another busy. hour. But yeah, working that regular job, that was the the thing because I know all I wanted to do was come home eat dinner, see the kids and go hunt. But what was great and what's great about night hunting is a lot of it can be done um, after hours. And especially if you uh, live near spots that you hunt, you know, Mm -hmm. close proximity, but I had access to land that was very close to me. So I could get home, you know, feed the kids, put them to bed. That was the main thing I did was make sure I put the kids to bed. And after that, my wife really didn't care what I did and uh, she wanted to be alone uh, and relax. And, and I just wanted to go hunt. So, you know, getting out every night and having access to land uh, was a key to that, but being able to go hunt and I would stay up, man, I would say I'd stay up, I'd go out and hunt at nine o'clock and I would get home 11 or 12. And I was probably by the time I I would wind down because it takes me a while to wind down after hunting, Mm -hmm. I was in bed one or two o'clock. And so three or four hours of sleep is basically what we were running off of for a long, long time. Now that here in the business, things a little bit have changed. I'll tell you, there's still the hunting thing, but now there's, you know, uh, doing the phone calls, which we're busy on all day long. And gosh, when we get into fall and, and winter, Mm. it's like your last phone calls at six o'clock usually. And, and it's, (laughs) you're trying to wind up and then, you know, getting the kids and all that. But the hunting thing is still, I realize now as I get older, I need more sleep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, you've been a bit, you've it's been true. a, you, it's different for you though. Tell us a little bit about, about you because you, you are like me. You can walk out your door and hunt. And, and this is different mm-hmm. for people that, that have to drive off. But if you're driving off and hunting at a property far away, there's still that planning mode and you're still thinking about it every night. Uh, and when you get out there, there's a lot of work during the day, usually because people are uh, taking care of deer leases and feeding feed, uh, feeders. And then at night, you're staying up all night. But for you, um, you you still don't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> and you're, yeah, you're, hunting, I, you're doing I, the business stuff at night. Yeah. You're still just a night owl. I, I don't know how you can I do get it. more. I get more sleep than I did three or four or five years ago. I figured out that uh, you start approaching this, you know, uh, 45 years yeah. old, and uh, it's different than when you're 35. It's different than when you're 40. And uh, so I do, uh, I do need a little more sleep than I did uh, in the old days. But, yeah, I, I think for me, um, I've been blessed that, you know, I live here on our own farm. And I can, I do 99% of my hunting here on our place. And I can, I can see hogs uh, from my back porch. And so that has really enabled, uh, you know, business wise for me to get the content Mm -hmm. uh, that, that I do 
not having to go drive somewhere every single night and, and go out and do that. So it's been a huge blessing to be able to, uh, you know, if I want to go hunting, I can literally throw on my boots, grab my tripod and take off walking. Yeah. And, uh, and there's actually been, uh, there's been some times that my wife will tell you, she woke up in the middle of the night, you know, and she goes, okay. So she goes to bed, you know, way earlier yeah. than me. So yeah, well, to her, it's the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm still awake, whether I'm hunting or not. And uh, she's woke up. I'm not in the bed. And then she's like, where is he? You know, like <laughs> exactly. no, no, no clue where I'm at. Right. And then, you know, she'll hear bang, bang, you know, wait, <laughs> there's like, Oh, he's, he's out yeah. killing dogs. And sometimes I've thought about that. Like, Nobody knows where I'm at. I yeah. mean, I've I've chased a hog off into the the brush. I've crawled through the barbed wire fence. I'm and I'm like, there's no one in the world that knows right. where I'm at. This is not safe. This right. is not a not a good idea. But no, I think similar to you, uh, I definitely. You're a big family man. I am as well. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm gonna eat supper with the kids. Uh, you know, we're gonna put them to bed. You know, they're gonna be asleep. I'm going to let, at that point, my wife, she, like I said, she normally goes to bed uh, way earlier than I do. Just her schedule is different than mine. She likes to go to bed earlier and get up earlier. Uh, I am definitely a night owl. I'm not going, uh, I mean, I say not. I mean, it's going to be pretty rare for me to be asleep before midnight on any night for any yeah, reason. Exactly. I mean, I've got to be pretty tired. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be up till late. Now, with that said, and, and Hans knows this, uh, we've done a lot of hunting together and I can just tell you that after midnight, if we ain't killed them by then, we need to go to the house yeah. because I, I don't, because here's my problem. The, Oh, one more, one more stand, one more set calling coyotes. Oh, we're just, Hey, let's go to this one other property. Well, it's already midnight. Mm -hmm. It's going to take 30 minutes to get there. 15 minutes to get set up. You know, you do all this. It's one 30 and and by the time you pack up and you get back, you know, and like Hans said, talked about winding down. That's something for me. When I when I get back and I unpack and I clean up and I take a shower and I do it, my mind is is still racing. It's in high oh, gear. Yeah. I can't go to sleep for an hour. So I know if I don't get home till two, I'm not I'm not going to be asleep at two fifteen. It may be three, and then I have this problem. This is really getting off subject, but I have this problem of like thinking about. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to be tired in the morning. Then I'm more worried and can't oh, go to sleep. So, That's but, but funny. no, all joking aside, I've been very blessed to be able to do my hunting right here on my own property, literally walking, you know, most of the time, maybe I get to get on, I've got to get on my side by side and, and, you know, go back in the woods to a, to a, a food plot or a log mm -hmm. set or somewhere. Uh, but most of the time doing it right here again, I, I don't mind going to other properties, but if I do, I want a plan and that plan involves, he wants, I'm gonna go, he I'm wants gonna guaranteed yeah. success. I'm going to tell you they're better. I want guaranteed success, but I want to get, I want to get home at a, at a decent yeah. hour. Uh, but because I just, again, I am a night owl, but I got to get up in the morning because I got a business to run. I got yeah. a wife, I got kids. I mean, y'all do too. I mean, people that are listening. So you got to find a way to manage that. And what I would say for me is 
if if I wasn't able to do it right here, and I was going to have to go drive a long ways, I mean, Hans, I know you do a lot of driving, I did, but yeah, your I places mean, are really really close though. They too. were. I mean, most of my spots were under fifteen minutes. Uh, I right. had there was a time where I had some access to some property that was about an hour away, and really, those kind of trips were week weekend trips. You know, like. Yeah. Um, a Friday night, Saturday night was tough just because church on Sunday. But, um, yep. but those were nights, you know, if you drive an hour, you're, you're not getting home till two o'clock. I mean, if you take an hour to get there, by the time oh, you man. unload, you hunt, you get back, it's two o'clock and that's, that's tough, but you're right. I mean, being able to walk out your door is one thing, but, but traveling and do it, even if it's 15 minutes, that takes, uh, that takes some effort. And I was, uh, it's taken me a, a long time and several years to to join your philosophy of of guaranteed success after a certain time. <laughs> but now I am fully on board. Like if I go out, I'll hunt for a couple hours. And if I'm not seeing enough and coyotes aren't responding, if pigs aren't really showing up, I'm like, you know what? I can get more work done at the house. But I do struggle with winding down, especially after if mm-hmm. I have a great hunt. If I shoot a coyote, if I shoot a hog, I want to take the video off. I want to start editing. I, I want to look at the pictures. And that's where that's where I've got to just like put it away. But it's tough because all of you out there that are addicted to night hunting like we've been for a long time, uh, the excitement of that, it's almost like an adre- adrenaline high or like mm-hmm. a you're getting a drop of dopamine or something where it just keeps you awake. And, man, that makes those next days difficult. But your body just kind of learns to – operate with little sleep like it's done for so many years for us not that it's great for you but gosh it sure is fun though isn't it well the one thing that i think i would say is i know not everybody has the the benefit of you know being able to hunt off the back porch i get that i think for me um even in those times like there were some times here where i didn't have hogs or, or not many and i was having to go to other properties or whatever to me that takes that's some planning mm-hmm. i'm not going to do that five nights in a row it's not worth yeah, it to me yeah. i can't do it i've got to get up like you said it's going to take too long uh so those kind of things are where i want to plan it hey you know what thursday night i'm going out thursday night. you know mm-hmm. and and that's fun too maybe i'm not getting to hunt as much but it's it's a plan it's, it's kind of like it's like the idea of you know i'm going to the deer lease this weekend i'm planning for it i'm getting my gear ready hey is everything charged you know and to me there's some build up and some excitement there as well and on those nights uh you know just like when i've come and hunted with you sometimes we will hunt later because Hey, this is a this is an event this is a we're not going to do this yeah. every night but i, I can mentally plan for all right I'm not going to get near as much sleep tonight. So I need to, you know, try to go to bed an hour earlier the night before or whatever it is planning for that. And I know for a lot of people, that's how it's going to be. It might, you may not get to go once a week. You may get to go once a month or every other month. And I I get that. But to me, that's the the planning and the getting ready. A lot of times that's, that's as much fun as anything. Much fun and as much work. So yeah, I would say, uh, the the no sleep thing is just if you're into this that's a big part of it but there is uh there is some fun to be had at night and we we're true examples of that where we get to do what we love to do now i want to talk about um really having a purpose and kind of you know i'll get into this kind of personally um i've been watching 
and this is so dumb and people are like, why do you watch these videos? But for some reason it motivates me. Um, ultra, I don't even know if I've told you this ultra marathon running documentaries. And it's like, I am not a ultra marathoner. I've never ran a marathon. Oh I've never gosh. ran a 5k, never ran a foot race to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> I ran in, in high school, I ran track. Uh, it was the worst experience I ever had in my entire life. Um, I ran the 800 meter. The first time I did it, I had to uh, DNF, which says, stands for did not finish on my first 800 meter race. You may not even know this too. I was a football player. I was a football player. I don't know how this pertains to what we're talking about. I was a football player and they thought that, uh, we need to put him in track because that's going to make him faster. No, it made it made me hate running even more than I already did before. <laughs> but at the 800 meter is a funny event. Um, it means you're not, I excused myself to all the people that ran the 800 in school. The 800 meter race is for people that are not really that fast, but they don't have enough stamina to go a mile. So they stick you in the 800 meter. I think you just insulted three people that are watching this. (laughs) So I was terrible. And again, I didn't know, we didn't really have a coach. So, uh, the, the, uh, plan was for me, run as fast as I can the whole time. Well, that was awesome for the first lap, but there's still a whole nother lap that I didn't realize (laughs) that I had to finish. And I dropped out y'all. Um, sadly enough, uh, that wasn't the end of my track career. I had to continue on. They didn't let me, uh, drop track after that. But the reason why I say that, and the reason why I talk about ultra marathon running documentaries, they all talk about, good because good. I know I'm trying to figure out how we got on this. I'm rounding this out. I was not even sure how this happened. Exactly. So they always talk about the why and, and what's your purpose in doing what you're doing. And I can tell you from personal experience with, with night hunting and how it started. It didn't start, obviously it didn't start as an addiction. I didn't even start with anything that I thought um, that it was going to be turned into a career or a business. Really the why was to get rid of hogs on our property. Um, We had uh, my, my in-laws own a tree farm, uh, own several properties hogs obviously were rooting it up they were here in our own property uh they i've got video or had video on an old phone with my wife with hogs in our front door or or in our front yard she's filming through the front door window of hogs rooting up in our yard during the day and i was out of state i was working at my old job and couldn't do anything about it i was telling her to go out there and shoo them away and she was scared but we i did it my why was to get rid of a problem and that also turned into hunting coyotes because there's a lot of cattle ranchers in our area. And I know I felt just like when I went out and hunted, and this may be the same for you because you, you're dealing with the problem as well. But when I'd go out and, and shoot some hogs, if I'd go out and shoot, shoot a, a, a coyote, it really brought purpose to what I was doing. It wasn't just doing it because I wanted to kill something. It wasn't doing it just because I liked the playing with guns or like playing with scopes, which that was part of it a little bit. But Whenever I killed a coyote, especially um, the the guys that I knew that, that you know had a bunch of cattle and whatnot, they would say, "Man, you know, I lost this many calves to uh, coyotes this season." But every time I shot a coyote, for every time I shot a hog, it was purpose, and I was doing it with purpose. It made me feel better about what I was doing. I, you know, hog uh, hog hunting, night hunting, coyote hunting is different than big game hunting or deer hunting. You know, we're there's not really trophies, a trophy hog. I guess you can say there, there might be a trophy hog, but nothing like a big, 
mule deer or, or, or an elk or anything like that where you're hunting for a trophy. I mean, I think with night hunting, Jason, uh, what it for me was doing was uh, taking care of a problem, helping people in our area that were dealing with these massive destructive animals that were digging up hay fields and, and just tearing up all this pasture land that, that people was their livelihood. You know, people that had in our area, hay the hay business was uh, very important. So I just felt like I was doing something better for myself, my family, the community. And I still feel that way when I go out and shoot a hog or a coyote. Now there's a little bit more, a different purpose. You know, we're using content uh, in our business of selling scopes. Uh, but having that why other than just trophy hunting to me was, um, gave me a little bit more motivation. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it definitely started, um, it was in conjunction with the business, uh, because I was selling this stuff and I was, you know, using this stuff and testing it. But I had like you at that same, same time frame a crazy hog problem and mm -hmm. they were destroying my pastures something had to be done i couldn't trap them anymore i had trapped all that i could trap uh you know uh, same kind of deal i'm out there with a spotlight trying to kill these things and so so night vision and thermal really uh gave me that tool that i needed to get the hog population under control and over the years i felt like that's what i did mm. and uh then I, it's a different purpose for me now. Yes, I still have hogs. Yes, I still have the same property that needs to be protected. But because that hog population is nowhere near as big as it was mm -hmm. eight, 10 years ago, um, now I feel like it's almost like the, the deer population and I can almost manage it. Yeah. There comes some point that like, okay, this sow had a big litter. She's got, you know, eight piglets, this is going to be a problem in six months, you know, but the point is, and I know you're going to wait, why are you not shooting her? Why, why do you know this sow and why is she? Because there's a different purpose for me is we need content. You want you as the, the viewers, uh, the listeners, you know, when, when y'all are watching our scope reviews, you want to see these scopes in action with hogs, with coyotes, with, you know, um, again, sometimes it's cows, sometimes it's horses, sometimes it's whatever we can get, but people want to see that in a real world, uh, you know, on wild animals. And so, uh, to me, I have a new purpose of, I got to get out there and I got to get these hogs. Now, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I think that there's going to be some deer hunters that understand this and sometimes the chase sometimes especially guys that bow hunt i think they're really going to get this sometimes you know you may not shoot something but you know that you could have and you know that you were 20 yards from a doe or a nice young buck. Yeah, you could have shot him. And, and you and for, for what your skill level is, mm -hmm. as a bow hunter, that was a chip shot. You know you could have done it, uh, no question. But you were there. He didn't know you were there. It's a thrill. There's an adrenaline rush. And you didn't have to shoot him or that doe or whatever it is to feel successful. Yeah, you're hunting a great big one. Don't get me wrong. You're still hunting. But, but you had some success in that and you enjoyed that. That's where I'm at. 
at this point on my own property with hogs. Now, if you invite me to come to your place because hey, these hogs are tearing my place up, yeah. let's get to blasting. Okay, you got work to do. But where I'm at, I get this enjoyment in going out there and spotting these hogs, getting as close as I can, sometimes ridiculously close, mm -hmm. getting this video. I mean, literally, my hand is on the rifle. I could flip the safety off and shoot them. It does, anybody could do it. Okay, it's not that doesn't take a huge skill level when you're that close. To me, the the adrenaline rush is the getting there, exactly. the getting up close. How close it's you the can. Uh, how close can I get? How good can I get this video? That's what I like doing. Yeah, the days and, the days of know. like making these. Well, there's a lot of people not doing it, but the days of my desire of shooting a hog at 150 yards, I have no desire to do it. I mean, to me, it, it's. It's take and not that it takes a sport out of it because there's skill involved in that, but it takes the fun out of it for me. I like to stalk up like you, get as close as I can. The video looks great, but you know, the priority now that we're you know obviously me being in the business, uh, and and you with you know we're trying to promote uh, and and sell scopes and at the same time showing comparative differences between models and brands and all that stuff. Now it's about getting quality content and quality video content um, in real world applications and in real conditions. And there's a lot of pressure for that mm -hmm. because y'all, you know, I say y'all, our, 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 our viewers, you want to see a review if you're interested in this scope. You want to see it as quick as you can. And so when we get that scope in our hands, we have like a ticking bomb. Oh, yeah. How quick can we get mm -hmm. quality content from the field? Uh, and that's the problem. You know, if, if it's a hot scope that everybody wants to know about, then we've got to get out there and get that content as quick as we can. And so there is that pressure of we're calling Ashley. Ashley, do you have hogs right now? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Hans, do you have who, who's got the most hogs? You know, and and we're trying to, to plan this out. And so there is pressure. And then it may it may not just be one scope. We may have three or four scopes at one do. time and we're trying to get, yeah, trying to get this footage. So anyway, I think that's a, that's a purpose that keeps us motivated. Um, we still like to shoot hogs and coyotes. Yeah. We still have fun with that. Uh, it's still something we like to do, but I know there's some guys will say, you know, Jason, I hadn't seen you shoot anything in forever. Well, I'm going to admit one more thing. And this is the difference in, in, you know, me now and me five, six, seven years ago. I would shoot a hog and if let's say I shot two hogs, one drops and one runs off, you know, I know he's dead. There's dying. He runs off into the woods. I'm going to leave the hog in the, the field and I'm going to go in there in the woods and I'm going to hunt for 30 minutes to find that hog. I'm going to find him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to drag him through the briars and the poison ivy and the snakes and everything. And I got to get him out there and I'm going to set him up and I'm going to go take these pictures. <laughs> and I'm going to do, I mean, all this. Hans was always the, the great photographer and he was always teaching me uh, tricks. Oh, okay, set the, do this. No, he was. It was your law. Now I'm like, ah, well, I got to drag that hog off, but. Yeah, I don't really think there's time for a picture. I got to go to bed. That's the thing, <laughs> it just man, doesn't mean yeah. near as much to me as it used to. It's like, yeah, let's just go on. You no, know? the <laughs> video is definitely more important. But anybody that hunts with me now, 
I don't look for hogs in woods. If I, if I can't no. see it where I shot it, yeah. then I'm not going. I've done that too many times. It's not worth it for exactly. a picture uh, as long as I got a good <laughs> video. But, yeah, so the why, our why has changed uh, over the years, or, or my why has. You know, it was a little bit of more motivation to, to solve a problem. But now the big motivation, uh, now that I think that we've got in my area the hogs under control, the cows are – uh, I've shot just a ton of coyotes too. A lot of that is more under control. And, and also now it's about getting video to share with all of y'all, uh, the viewers and the listeners that tune into us every week for, uh, for our reviews. And that's why we do it. And like Jason said, you know, I might have places where I can get hogs at 25 yards, but I can't get any further than that. And Ashley can get far away hogs. So, um, if, whatever your why is and, and your determination of what makes you do what you want to do, uh, that's where you get the enjoyment and the fulfillment of being able to to do this and have this hobby last for a long time. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, go ahead. No, no, I, that's what I was going to say. I was going to put the last thing. Yeah, I, the, I want to start this because okay. I want to I want to start oh, this because I want to give Hans some credit here. No, so uh, Hans, and you can tell this from the way he was, was talking, you know, about how he got into this and his wife and his kids and his family. I'm the same way. We are both, we're, we're family guys. We are. And I, I'm going to give this, this credit to Hans. He hunts a lot. He hunts a, a, a more than anybody that I know. Uh, but he has always managed that with his, his family life. And uh, now I, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm saying this and, and Crystal's going to listen and go, what? Yeah, but I would exactly. say he's never done this at the sacrifice of his, of his wife and kids. And she may go, maybe not never. She might think of a time. But truthfully, he's done a very, very good job of managing that. And it's something that we've both tried to do because uh, ultimately we know what's way more important. And, you know, your wife and, and taking care of her and raising your kids is way more important than, than going out, uh, you know, hunting and, and hanging out with the guys and doing whatever. So I think that's very, very important uh, is managing this balance of this is my hobby. Yeah. I want to go do this, but uh, I've also got a family at home. And so, I, I mean, I know that Hans and I would say family first, it's always going to be family first, but I think what is nice about this versus deer hunting versus bass fishing versus playing golf or whatever, is that I can do this mm -hmm. at a time when everybody else, uh, doesn't, uh, need my attention or yeah. want my attention or I shouldn't be giving it to him because if I want to go fishing or I want to go hunting, mm -hmm. uh, deer hunting, that that's one of the biggest things for me is, is man, I have deer hunted. I mean, my whole life ate it up and the older I've gotten, the harder it's been for me to go. Now I want to take my kids I and mean, they like it and that's, that's fun. But for me to go sit by myself, I get out there and I just start thinking about Oh man, I need to be doing this. I oh, know. I could be doing this. All so these other things that I that I need to be doing, <clears throat> and so I, I think that you know. And let's just face it: if you're if you're out again, deer hunting or bass fishing or whatever it is, if it's daylight hours, that's probably time that your family is awake and you're you're taking some some family time away. And again, oh, your spouse is, you your spouse is at home looking at the watch. You know, if you're out during the yeah, day, ex exactly. You know, that's what I was talking about but earlier it, during the it day. Is. Yeah, during the day. You, but at night, you don't have that no. worry as much. Once the kids are in bed and your wife's in there and she's either crawled up in the bed or, or you know she's watching TV or whatever she's doing, at that point, hey, 
you you've I, got you got a little bit of time that nobody's upset that you're out there. I can remember Jason back <clears throat> working my old job, being gone for three or four days, and then driving home and being like, I'm gonna hunt tonight. And my <laughs> you know, my wife hadn't seen me for three days, my kids hadn't seen me. But you're right, you put the kids to bed, you get the things done. Most I think most spouses would be like, after you get all that done, I just want to go hang out and watch TV in my bed. I don't care what you do. Yeah. And and right. that is that's what makes night hunting doable for a lot of people. Um, you're right. You know, planning a deer hunting trip or or something like that when you're gone and, and you're, it's hard to be gone for two whole days at a time. Now there are some mm-hmm. of you night hunters that have to plan a trip just like that just to night hunt. Uh, and and that's where uh, again. I, there's a lot of people that I know that bring their families along with them mm-hmm. to some of these deer camps and different things and hang out with them during the day and hunt at night, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of incorporate their family doing that. But nothing, and this has kind of been the running joke for many years, nothing would get me more in trouble about leaving to go hunt I know. more I know than <laughs> me leaving with a full trash can. Um, <laughs> that was, if... If I left to go hunt and that trash can, my wife was having to pile it up like a, you know, a mountain and then it was falling off everywhere on the floor. <laughs> that was where the line was drawn. Um, so yeah. she would say the thing, take out the trash, take out the trash. I have to tell you five times and all you want to do is go hunt or you left to go hunt and the trash is full. So I've gotten with, with age, my wisdom, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better. That trash y'all, I mean, when it gets about three quarters full, it gets taken out. I'm probably wasting a lot of money on trash bags uh, because that trash gets taken out very quickly. But I've learned to kind of handle my responsibilities. Uh, so what I've uh, there's a guy that I, I follow. Um, his name's Jocko Willink, uh, and I've read his book. And he's an uh, ex-Navy SEAL. I guess you're never an ex-Navy SEAL. You're always a Navy SEAL. But Navy SEAL uh, – a motivational speaker right now, but his thing is his motivation or what he says is motivating phrases. Discipline equals freedom. It never really, it really makes sense. Now discipline, having the discipline to do what I needed to do gave me the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And so that was, for me, it was making sure that trash was taken out, making sure that I volunteered to give the kids a bath or put them in bed or made that my responsibility because once I took that responsibility away from my wife, that was when I got freedom. That's when, like, hey, you do what you want to do. And here's the great thing, you know. It's not like you're asking your wife or your spouse, like, hey, I want to go hang out at the bar or I want to go hang out with my friends at a yeah, club right. or I want to go play mm-hmm. pool or whatever, bowl, whatever you do. You're just like, hey, I want to go hang out in the woods by myself or I want to go out with my buddy <laughs> and hang out in the woods. Who's going to care about yeah. that? You know, that's the thing is yeah. it is good, honest, clean, fun, that fun with a purpose. And that's where I think I was able to get my spouse, my wife on board, my kids. Uh, now everybody in our town uh, knows what I do. And, and we talk about it in town whenever I go in. People stop me and, uh, you know, my, my kids, teachers ask about, you know, the videos and they see the videos and my uh my kids just it it, it, they know they get known i guess because of some of the videos that i'm putting out so they've gotten behind it now it's like they're 100 percent on board like oh yeah he hunts and he does this and he sells scopes and 
you need to call him if you're looking for a scope. They're like our little <laughs> mini salespeople out there. In the, right. Out there in the right. community. We need some sales ladies. That's but, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to say that I've got it all figured out. And there times when my wife wants to beat me in the head and that probably happens a few and times understandably a week. so <laughs> that understand. happens a few times a week but i that you know that the thing i have written on my list is take out the trash and that is a, a euthanism for a lot of different things of <laughs> taking care of what you need to do and now y'all you know a lot of that responsibility lies with um creating our content editing our shows you know that uh, not leaving stuff on the back burner till the last minute to get that done so I can go hunt. You know, it's like, Hey, if I get it done now, I'll have more time to hunt. And that's where I think that I feel like I may have I've gotten a little bit better. I, I do hunt quite a bit. Um, but a lot of that hunting is not just pulling a trigger, you know, hunting mm-hmm. now is, is again, creating video content for all of you out there to be able to, to get a good idea uh, of of a scope that you might be interested in or a scope that might be good for you. And that's where I think the fun is is still there, even though, again, it's not always about pulling the trigger, um, even though we are still trying to shoot hogs. And and I've got, I've got a group of hogs that I've contained uh, that are on a property, you know, here by the house that aren't causing any problems. They're, you know, they're, I'm keeping them under control. I'm shooting what I need to shoot, but I keep some. Uh, you know, that I can video for a little bit. And then if they get out of line, I'll take care of it. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's almost like uh, I've got my own pet hogs here at the house sometimes. But coyotes, uh, we're still getting after them pretty hard. Um, love shooting. You know, we can get into that in another week. We're, we're short on time. But coyotes have really turned into my passion uh, of, of hunting and just because of the difficulty of it. Not that hog hunting is easy but love the challenge of, of coyote hunting. But with anything, with all that said, we're going to wrap it up now. Y'all, this has kind of been a fun show. Um, kind of talking about our, our start in the business, our day-to-day activities, what we do to be able to do what we want to do and having the discipline of what we need to do, that what we need to do to be able to get to do what we want to do. That's a lot to say. That's kind Man, of that was, I'm confused. I think I'm, yeah. Now, let me try mm-hmm. that again. Doing what we need to do to be able to do what we want to do. How about that? Is that better? Okay. okay. Taking care of business. Yeah. Take take care of your job. So take care of your wife. Night take hunting care of your is kids, great. Then go play. Night hunting is definitely for you if you don't care about sleep uh, and you spend mm-hmm. a lot of money. And the only reward that you get is knowing that you've helped out a farmer or a rancher. And that's the sometimes you don't get a big trophy on the wall. You might get a like a, behind my shoulder. There's a a Euro amount of a hog head. That's pretty much the only trophies that we get around here, Jason. I do got a belt <laughs> buckle from winning a coyote hunting tournament too uh, a couple of years ago. So yeah. you get that too. There you go. You but hey, <laughs> this has been a good show for us. This is fun. Um, if you are looking to purchase a night vision or thermal optic, we would love to sell you one. Let me tell you, because all of the work that we do, all the hours that Jason and I and Ashley put out videoing uh, and trying to get all this comparative mm-hmm. video, um, really makes it worth it when we can help a customer decide on the right optic for them. Uh, give us a call, 877-350-1818. Yes, you can talk to any one of us. We're here to help you. We're here to help you put you, put you in the right scope, make the right decision, an educate, educated decision. There are, Jason, we talk about it all the time, there are deals to be had out there. There are new scopes on sale. Um, as we speak, there are new scopes on sale. And I, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people are settling for the wrong scope 
because of the price. Yep. And so that's where it's hard not to get caught up in the the hype that you see on the online or on the internet or, oh mm-hmm. man, this deal's going on or this, you got to get it. You got to do it now. Deals are great, but not at the expense of the scope that's right for you. So the only way to know that you're making a right decision and not throwing several thousand dollars at a discounted scope when the right scope for you is maybe even close to the same price uh, uh, or even cheaper. Or even we've cheaper. seen, we, we've, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get into it, but we've seen guys. Yeah. Uh, spending too much money yeah. to buy a 640 scope on sale when they should have bought a less expensive exactly. 384 scope that would have done, oh, them yeah. better. done better, but you just cannot, it's, you just can't convince this. So anyway, yeah. Not, Hans is right. Not, don't yeah. get, caught up in that and and yes discounts are great sales you know manufacturer sales are great and if that's the right for scope for you we're going to absolutely recommend it but we are not going to recommend the wrong scope i'll tell you that so 877-350-1818 outdoorlegacygear.com find all of our past episodes on the late night vision show.com again we've got a lot of reviews coming up we've got a lot more um content regarding best of video uh, our best of series with our uh, best choices for optics for this this year. We've got shot show stuff coming up. We've got interviews. We've got a lot to come, uh, and we're going to still be doing our reviews. Like I said, we've got the Bolt TL35 V2 coming up at some point very soon. We'll have some other few reviews uh, stuck in there along the way. You can find Ashley, uh, our salesman, on all the social media platforms. Uh, Row ETX R O W E underscore ETX. Uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you can find uh, Jason Outdoor Legacy Gear on YouTube, on uh, Facebook Outdoor Legacy, on Instagram Outdoor Legacy Gear, and you can find me over on Instagram and on Facebook Hans ETX. That's H A N S E T X, and on YouTube Hans ETX. We're going to continue to put out uh, reviews, short form reviews over there. Uh, trying to work on even shorter reviews because <laughs> my reviews have gotten a little bit wordy and a little bit long. Uh, so join me over there as I continue on that journey of formatting the correct length of review videos. Jason. All right, guys. We we hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, I hope you have found entertaining. I don't know that it was uh, – it's not educational. Wasn't really it wasn't really supposed to be. But maybe uh, – no. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we will be back. Uh, Hans and I have taken a few weeks off from the reviews. Uh, well, like I said, we've got scopes that need to be reviewed, things that we've had for a while that need to be reviewed. Uh, but we know that sometimes y'all get tired of the reviews and sometimes we get tired of the reviews, we, the monotony of that. So we wanted to take a few weeks to do some different stuff. And uh, But we will be back very soon with more reviews. And like uh, Hans talked about earlier in the show, we got uh, the whole fall uh, and part of the winter all planned out. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good shows coming and uh, we hope that y'all will stick with us uh, for all those and you'll find some, uh, some enjoyment mm-hmm. and maybe learn something in uh, along the way there. So guys, between now and next week, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>